This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Happy Monday, friends. Now, there is definitely a moment when I didn't think that would happen again. Saying hi to you all. I hope you've stuck around during the break. And if you haven't, we're going to work really hard to get you back. This new season is going to be so epic. So, without further ado, I don't know how many more times I can say so. Welcome back to the WOMED. This is the very first episode of the WOMED that I'm recording with Jackie Darling. Let's go, WOMED fam. Oh, I'm so excited. Here we are, first episode, WOMED 2.0. We're bringing it in, all the good vibes here. So many good vibes, so much love for healthcare providers, and God, this year has been a fuck show. Last two years, we were just talking about that, like, come, what, December, January, we will have been in a pandemic for two years. Yes, we've been consistently referring to 2020 as, oh, this past year, this past year. Mm-hmm. When really we are 18 months deep into this pandemic. We are coming up on two years this fall, this winter. The pandemic is a toddler. <laughs> we, we're going to hope we don't go into adolescent years with the pandemic. Oh, fuck. Can you imagine a teenage coronavirus? Teenage COVID's not, we're not going to make it through that. So let's no. hope that we get out with the toddler years here. I'm hoping too will be the max, but, you know, we're heading into this fall. Mm hmm. We're going to have some some flu. We're going to have some other upper respiratory stuff. Mm-hmm. We're a little nervous uh, heading into this year. But yeah, as Dee said, this has been a fuck show of a year and a half now. Like what hasn't been affected? Okay. Like the whole country's in like a royal shitstorm. Personally, we have all these nurses who are like burning out and leaving the bedside And rightly so, because, you know, we have to fight for overtime. Well, not overtime, but like incentive pay. We have to fight to be paid, you know, in general, like a livable wage. And then you have the weight of an entire half of the country that is just like demeaning your education, not believing you. We have anti-maskers, anti-vaxxers. We've got politicians Mm -hmm. for some reason in Texas trying to, you know, handmaid's tail it up. Handmaid's tail in real life. Hey, we have not been sent good weather here today in Nashville. (laughs) It is a gloomy day in Nashville today. Oh my God. Do you know what? When Danny and I first started the WOMED, it was literally the coldest, rainiest day. And we were recording in my friend JP's like house homemade studio. And we were sipping on whiskey to try and like make our voices sound normal. But it's like it's come full circle. (laughs) I finally bring on a new podcast host. 
And it's raining in Nashville. Granted, it's like 80 something and raining. But well, now I'm a little vibes. I'm a little flustered because I didn't know whiskey could have been part of this. Oh, we can go get some <laughs> right now. Dee just gave me we're just drinking some tea over here. You're telling me we can have whiskey? <laughs> we can. It's a little early, everyone. It's a yeah, little you're early right, for that. It is. But I mean, if you're on night shift, I mean, I've I've had a nice little like two finger pour after after night shift some mornings. Yeah, yeah. we're in yeah. that time zone right now of that post night shift brunch mimosa situation where you are dozing off at the table, mm-hmm. a little half asleep, a little delirious. Your feet are swollen and like pushing out of yeah. like your strapless sandals. You have like two sips of your mimosa and you're not sure if you're drunk from the mimosa or, or just you're just exhausted, overly exhausted. Yeah. And your friends are like, God, what's wrong with you? And you're like, I've been up all night saving fucking lives. And your friends, unless they are also nurses or working that night shift, they just, they don't get it. They don't get it. No. What about partners, though? Sometimes partners, I don't know. What do you think? You and Scott are a really interesting dynamic. I really love it. Yeah. So Scott is my my hubs, hubs of one year. Uh, Been together for a little bit longer than that for about five years. You know, we're talking about why D is single over here, but that we're going to save that for another episode, right? Someone can please try to explain to me why this beautiful, educated, brilliant woman is still single. But that <laughs> we're, we're going to save that. So yeah, partners. Hmm. You know, I think uh, as years go on, it gets a little bit easier. But partners, I think, have more understanding than most people because they see that level of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. They see you come home distraught you know, after a long day, having seen the crazy things that you've seen. But I think it it maybe it depends on the partner. But with Scott, he, you know, I think in the beginning was really supportive and understanding and would listen to the stories. Mm-hmm. Through the pandemic, it's definitely been a different dynamic. I think he was also getting exhausted from my exhaustion, from my mm-hmm. anxiety, fears, borderline, you know, depression going through this pandemic. Yeah. But I really do think it depends on the partner, but it is wonderful when you can have someone to support you and to have those conversations and be that crutch for you when the world is going through something that we've never seen. Mm-hmm. For sure. I wonder how all of the Doctor on doctor couples, nurse on nurse couples, nurse and doctor couples, you know, or, you know, I'm sorry, like every single profession in the, you know, medical community, you've got your PAs, um, NPs, CNAs, you know, everybody. And I just wonder how people are doing if they're with someone who's in the medical profession as well. You know, I just feel like that could be even more heavy, like, like you just can't escape it. Totally. Healthcare people dating or with partners in the healthcare field, leave us a comment. Yeah. Send us a message. How are you doing? How is it? Is it? I'm so curious because I agree. I think yeah. on some level, it's it's got to be really nice because you can go home, you can talk about your patients. You can empathize with each other. You can understand when you're talking about your patient stories. You don't have to explain what every medical acronym means. Mm-hmm. You can just go through. But yeah. I would think at a certain point you're like, all right, can we talk about literally anything else? <laughs> Watch our plants grow. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is going to be a good episode, though. I, I think we should do an episode on partners. Mm. I think that would be really, really good. I think people would resonate with that. So 
if you have anyone out there listening that knows of, I don't know, any like relationship therapists or people who want to come on and, and chat through, I don't know, if they're dating someone in the medical profession or you know, something like that. I think we could make a cool episode. Totally. Because shout out to all of the healthcare professionals that have been working through this shit storm of 18 mm-hmm. months. But shout out to the partners that have been supporting mm-hmm. and day in, you know, in the beginning. Uh, I know Scott was getting ready for the prep of when I'd come home from the hospital. Yeah. He'd be turning on the hot shower. He would have my shower beer ready. <laughs> And, you know, you know, that point where we were all stripping our scrubs in the garage, leaving them in the corner, taking off our shoes, needing to disinfect everything, not wanting to bring it all into the house. And, you know, we would call it the naked run where you'd strip your scrubs (laughs) and like I'm running (laughs) in Chicago winter, mind you. It was the highlight of his day. Let's put it that way. But I'm running through the house, you know, to get in the shower to rinse the COVID out of my hair and off of my body. But, you know, shout out to the partners because that was that there were some rough months there for us and for sure rough months for them trying to stay supportive. I know he's a keeper. We'll keep him around. But I agree. Relationship therapists, if anyone's listening, uh, (laughs) we I think we can all use your help at some point. (laughs) Oh, for sure. For sure. I <laughs> love that. That was amazing. Yeah, the naked run. I, I hope others can relate to that one. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, like, I wasn't even working in the hospital. I was, well, I was in an aesthetic clinic. And even at that, being all up in people's faces, like, mm-hmm. I would come home right away, scrubs in the washing machine, jump in the shower, because let's face it, I was taking care of a lot of um, elite, like, southern white women. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little Maybe. aloof to what's going on. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, no matter where you were this past year. Mm-hmm. I work at a different clinic now. I love all my patients. I love my patients there, too. I'll just say. Side note. Yes. Side note. But, <laughs> you know. No matter where you were this past year, mm-hmm. you're going to have those struggles, especially anywhere that's you're working with patients. You're working with people. You're in their face. You're probably seeing, what, a dozen different people a day mm-hmm. in close quarters. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, especially, we didn't know how this was transmitted. Right. Is this airborne? Is this droplet? Mm-hmm. Is it? Do we still know? I don't even know if we have an answer now. It's been going back and forth. I know. People think Delta's airborne. I d- it was I, yeah. airborne. It, no, it's droplet. We're, again, this is a different conversation, so we're not going to go down the we're rabbit get COVID hole today. We're not going to get too deep on that one today. But... but Yes, when you're with patients, seeing different people, a dozen people every day, the amount of fear mm-hmm. and anxiety you have from being exposed to everything. 100%. Right? We all, this new normal started where mm-hmm. we're stripping our scrubs, we're showering every day, we are worried about contaminating, bringing anything into the home, right? It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know what your post shift routine was, but. You know, it was. We were literally throwing our scrubs into, I would throw it into a pillowcase and be so like scared about, oh Mm -hmm. gosh, did I touch this scrub? Did I touch this? Did I touch this? Oh my gosh. You know, I think that part has gotten a little bit easier, right? Yeah. But we're not, I'm not, I haven't been doing that. If you're in a COVID unit, that's a different story. Right. Right. Um, Luckily, I haven't had, and I don't know if you've had to do that for a while. 
the, sh- the, no. the post shift. But m- when you're doing that for months, you got to think the about the mental health side effects and the things that are kind of re-triggering and re-traumatizing you mm-hmm. from having to do these rituals yeah. after every shift. Like what kind of effect is this having on you long-term? That's an excellent point. I'm so excited for the woman this year. We're going to kind of pivot here a little bit. I met Jackie basically on Instagram, and that could be a whole other, you know, segment in itself on how you find connectedness with other like-minded individuals that you actually haven't met in person because I just met Jackie in person on Friday. It's like two days ago, two and a half days ago. But we connected a lot through her platform. She had started this amazing program or shop. I shouldn't say program, but like- It's both. Lifestyle, activism, you know, social safe space for people who want to change the world, if you will, called Riot Healers. And I just, I love the mission of your company. I loved what you were saying. And I was like, you were saying everything- Well, a lot of things that like I was trying to find the courage to say or like find the right words to say. So I felt very drawn to you in that aspect. Should we talk about how like I like kind of stepped away from the podcast and then I was like. I have been a listener to the WOMED as well for since day one and listening to you and Danielle Levesque Mm co-host and then you going on your own leading this ship by yourself, navigating (laughs) this world of solo podcasting. And I've been an active listener for all of these years. And for me, when I was listening, I remember that last episode of you kind of pivoting in your career, Mm -hmm. navigating, trying to figure out what your next move was, what was going to happen to the WOMED. And I know, like me, all of the listeners out there are going to want to know, what's been up with you, Dee? What have you been, (laughs) what have you been doing? What has been um, going on the last few months and what brought you to want to restart the WOMED? So the the pandemic was a struggle. You know, like that first year, 2020 was nuts. Like I had just tried to figure out a new career pathway. Like I was interested in, in the aesthetic field, which I know a lot of you are. Trust me, we will have our own episode dedicated to all of that soon. But I had just started a new job in like December, January. We had to shut down like two and a half, three months into me actually getting trained in Botox and starting to take some clients. And it just was a really uneven, very like rocky time. You know, people were scared to to leave anywhere, to go anywhere, to get their treatments. If anything, I feel like doing you know, talks and fillers, people have been zooming for so long and staring at their like 11s, like glaring at, <laughs> like, maybe not glaring, but you know, looking yeah. at everyone else on their Zoom calls. And so I feel like that whole world really hasn't changed or, you know, our, our vanity as a society. And I include myself in one of those vain people talks me up, you know, I am here for it. <laughs> it makes me feel good. We're here for anything that empowers you and makes you feel more true to yourself and your skin. So yeah, 
I hear that. And aging gracefully. Aging gracefully. Yeah. I agree. Whatever yeah. that means to you. And yeah. however. Even if that resonates with you. Some people are like, yeah, fuck it. I just am going to be here on this planet. And <laughs> exactly. Much love to you too. <laughs> but I had kind of, you know, if you listened to the last episode, I was like toying with the idea of completely leaving the aesthetic world, doing something with wound care. I was like all set up with Cleveland Clinic and was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I need some security. I need to know that like I'm going to get a paycheck every Friday. Like that's me. Like I need something stable in my life. Totally. And because I just did not have that for the majority of 2020. I was paycheck to paycheck, unemployment insurance because we couldn't work. So thank you for that. But I had found like an OR position that was like a a clinical based in office, beautiful like day surgery center with a plastic surgeon here in town, two days a week, whatever the OR days were, and really felt that, you know, nursing side of me renewed. You know, like I was like, oh my God, I've got my hands on patients. We're like monitoring their status, like post-op, pre-op, like in the OR, like it was wild. It was so much fun. Loved it. And it really kind of pushed the aesthetic side to the back burner. But I had been working, obviously there was an injector there and I knew her and she was planning on moving away. And she's like, I want really, really want you to give this another shot. Like, I know you didn't have like the best start in aesthetics, but I just want you to follow me, right? Like, I really want you to get your hands back on it. And if it's something you like, great, we're going to keep training and you're going to take over for me. And if you don't, that's fine. But like, I really think you should give it a shot. And I did. And I just absolutely fell in love with it. Like my nursing brain is so happy. Like I, I get to be super creative. I get to be very hands-on. But at that point, it was like, I was trying to learn an entire new career and really put my all into that. And I had all these other, you know, like deadlines and requirements for the WOMED. And I just, I had to pick like which of my passions I had to put my all into at that moment. And I didn't want to do the WOMED half-assed because it's my baby. I created it. I, I didn't want to let, you know, the listeners down and provide like these weak-ass episodes. Like that's not... That's not me, and that's not how I function. I'm, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. <laughs> so <laughs> I just wanted to deliver a beautiful product. And at that point, like, I really had to focus on something that was going to give me, you know, not just like the most financial security, but something that was going to help me be able to continue to do like side projects that I love, like the WOMED. And I just had to pick, you know, I, I chose security and chose to further my knowledge and uh, skill in providing like aesthetic nursing treatments. And I'm so grateful that I did because I just, I love the field. I'm, I, I'm learning so much. I'm having so much fun, but I was still feeling this call. You know, I was like, God, I miss the WOMED. I really miss talking about everything that's going on. With the medical community, I miss lifting other women up in this field. And there's just the WOMUD was my outlet to kind of try and start having conversations about bigger, like social justice things that were going on in the world. Because 
you know, besides COVID, 2020 brought so much more to light for Black Lives Matter movements and uh, police brutality and just racism and systemic racism and and all these different things that I, not that like I, my eyes were just opening up to it, but that people were really starting to talk about more and people were really trying to you know, change the narrative and and find an equal footing. And the WOMED was a place where I felt more comfortable trying to start having these conversations, not just for myself, but to help start changing that dialogue. And obviously there's just, there's so much going on in the world right now. It feels really heavy sometimes, but I'm going to tie it up. promise. I saw Jackie posting all these different, you know, things and, and support of not just Black Lives Matter movements, but police brutality and the discrepancies among, you know, like birthing populations and really taking steps to change and like educate the world or your platform, you know, and then you created riot healers and you were doing even more of that, like so much more focused and concentrated. My team had been kind of talking to me about, well, what if you brought back on a co-host? Like it's a lot for you. Just it's building a podcast is a ton to do on your own. And they're like, what if you, what if you found someone to kind of share that load with you? And they, they threw out a couple of different names and different people. And I was just like, no, no, it doesn't seem like quite the right fit. Like, again, this is my baby. Like, I, I really wanted, I really had to find the right person. And I don't know exactly what it was. Like, I can't pinpoint like the exact post or whatever, but I was like, no, it's, it's Jackie. Like, I need to see if she would be willing to like take this on. And granted, you have everything under the sun going on right now. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to ask her to do one more thing. And nurses are really terrible at saying no, because we want to help everybody. (laughs) Not Um, us. Not nurses. (laughs) Not nurses. We don't take on too much. No. But I just, I could not shake the feeling that like you were the perfect person to kind of, to step back in, that we are going to take on some really challenging conversations. But I was like, no, like it's, it's gotta be Jackie. Like we're going to do this. And so I started messaging you. We were like chatting more and more. And, and I was like, oh my God. Okay. I need to ask her. <laughs> I think I'm ready to get this started again. <laughs> and she said, yes, guys, surprise, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You know, I don't know Dee, if I've ever told you this part of that story, but when you originally sent the message of, hey, Jackie, I have a crazy idea. <laughs> what do you think about being a co-host of the WOMED? You know when you get a notification on your phone and you can see it on your like lock screen, mm-hmm. but you don't have to open it yet because then the person knows that you see it. I yeah. saw it pop up on my lock screen and I screenshotted it and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I can't open this yet. Like, how do I? How take do I a minute. Take, take a, a breath. Sec. Sage yourself. <laughs> Sage myself. You know, how do I digest this? And I saw it pop up and I was like, whoa. And when it popped up, I also will say there's sometimes you have these like moments in life where it just, you have this intuitive hit of just yes. Mm-hmm. Like the answer is just yes. I don't need to think about this. I don't need to 
you know, go to my schedule and see if I can make this work. It's like, we're, we're making this work. I just need to kind of take a step back and figure it out. But we, we are making this work. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. And I think you brought up a lot of really good points in the last few months for you that a lot of people can resonate with. One, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. It's, you know, you were starting a new career in a way. Nursing is such a beautiful path where you can pivot. You can go from one specialty to the next, but it is hard. It, nursing is not the same from one unit to the next to the next. And you're making a huge jump from NICU to surgery to aesthetics, right? It's, there's some things that are universal. There are some things that you will always be a nurse. There's dynamics with patients, mm-hmm. your way to talk to people. Those things don't go away. But when you're switching specialties, everything is different. It is everything. a complete learning curve. Mm-hmm. So starting a new career in a way, you're still a nurse, but starting a new specialty is a huge change. And I think taking a step back from the WOMED was almost a necessary change. It wasn't like a question of, I have to choose one. It was like, I only have so much time and space and energy. And I think your listeners can understand that you only had time to do so much. And it's so admirable that you give this your all and that you are so focused on providing extremely meaningful conversations that you don't want to do this half-assed. You don't want to put out, you know, episodes that you're just kind of rushing to do at the end of the day and you're tired. You took the necessary time to really focus on your career. And then when the time was right, here we are. Truly lit the fire back in me. I just feel like I had finally reached a point where I felt comfortable enough. And I was like, no, now I have some time. And oh my God, Jackie said yes. And then we had that phone call. I was literally driving back up to Wisconsin to visit my family. And I was like, let's just, let's just talk through some stuff. You know, let's see if we can really, if this is something we can actually make happen. Because I know how stressed I had been with you know, I get very overwhelmed and I take on too many things. So like setting boundaries and stuff for myself just so I can maintain my own health and peace. I was like, I don't want to put that onto someone else because I knew you were excited about it. I knew you were going to say yes, but I was like, I know you've got a lot going on. (laughs) But as we started talking more and more and I was just like, no, like the questions you were even asking me, like you're a very insightful, very intuitive, very empathetic human. And I was just like, no, we can talk about this topic. We can talk about that. We can talk about this. And I have different connections with this people. And I was like, oh yeah, I've got connections with this. And we can bring like these two halves together. And the moment's going to be on a roll. Like I'm very excited for what we're going to do together on this. And Believe me, like bringing a co-host back on was a very difficult decision. Danny is still one of my best friends, and I love and respect her so incredibly much. She knows this. She's going to be like, oh, shucks, shut up, you know, when she listens to this. But she's an incredibly smart and special and talented human, and I brought the idea of the WOMED to her, and, you know, Danny is a very critical care 
ICU uh, nurse practitioner with like a bajillion letters behind her name that she even forgets what they are sometimes. Yes. <laughs> but I, I think I can build off of what you're okay. saying. So when Danielle asked me to co-host with her, you know, there were a complete mix of emotions. The first one was yes. Absolutely excited. Let's fucking go. I don't know. We can swear on this podcast. <laughs> we can swear. Let's go, Explicit guys. Explicit warning. But there was this complete underlying nervousness. Mm-hmm. And it started to set in, you know, the hours, days that went on of, like I mentioned, I listened since the beginning. And I loved the conversations with you and Danielle Levesque. Danielle is a absolute powerhouse. Yeah. In nursing, in healthcare. Um, she's an extremely accomplished nurse practitioner in the ICU. You know, there's few positions in nursing that I think take on that level of care and that level of responsibility. And she does it with such dignity. And on top of that is running a blog, runs this incredible platform where she allows us all to kind of laugh together and bring mm-hmm. some light to the messed up shit that we see every day. She has some pretty damn big shoes to fill. And in the beginning, I was, ex- you know, I still am a little nervous. You know, this, mm-hmm. she is just, <laughs> there's not many people that are up at her level. No. So to kind of have this, <laughs> this space where I'm, you know, I'm coming in and this is the woman that was you know, co-hosting with you, it definitely is, uh, you know, this kind of pr- this underlying pressure. And, you know, we all have our own insecurities. We all have, you know, our own self-doubts. And, you know, with that said, that is there for sure. I'm sure we'll, we'll continue to work through it. But I am excited to, you know, bring the, a unique perspective and bring my 12 plus years in healthcare to this podcast and to these conversations. But it really was a mix of emotions, and I cannot wait to have Danielle Levesque on. So yes. we can all chat. We can all kind of get another spoiler alert. Oh shoot! <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. No, it's good. We're spoiling everything over here. But yes, I'm excited to get Danielle Levesque back on, and we can all have a great conversation and and get everyone on the same page here. I'm so excited. And Danny, truly, like I reached out to her, and I was like, listen team wants me to think about bringing on another host. And she's like, well, yeah, like it's so much to do as one person. Like she's just truly one of the most like rock steady people in my life. And I love her very mm-hmm. much. And she knows she always has this, a space here whenever she wants to come on and talk or if we like, you know, we're going to, we're going to dream really big and manifest this, but the moment starts like really taking off and we need, we can have like a round table and like, Danny will come back on and be like the third, our third, our like trifecta. The dream. The dream team. Yes. If you will. Dream team. She hasn't agreed to that yet. Where I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm <laughs> just manifesting. <laughs> We're manifesting a few things over here, if you haven't noticed. Mm-hmm. New office, maybe a tour when yeah. COVID life gets maybe back to normal. Yes. We're manifesting over here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Jackie, what are some of the things that you're excited to bring to the WOMED? Wow. That's such a great question. And there, there's a few things. So you also before brought up a really good point of, you know, this year has been so heavy, not just with the pandemic, but with a political uprising, with a new light shed onto civil rights movement, 
social justice, racism, systemic racism, these things that have always been there, but things that are really being shined on this year, this past Mm -hmm. year. And part of my inspiration behind starting Riot Healers, and we won't get into this too much because we'll have another episode where we kind of dive into, you know, my background. So you guys can, you know, get a better idea of who this other person is. But, (laughs) you know, a huge motivation for me in starting Riot Healers was that I think this past year of 2020, healthcare workers really were able to find our voices. Mm -hmm. And again, these are voices that we've always had. But with this pandemic, now all of a sudden, doctors and nurses are on billboards. They're on the news. They are on social media. They are having their, you know, tweets go viral. People are looking at healthcare providers for answers, Mm -hmm. for information. For guidance. For guidance. And not just with the pandemic, but where do we fit in the Black Lives Matters movement? Not just where, but how do we have to fit in that movement? Mm -hmm. And how can we stand up and how can we use our voices for advocacy and change? And so I will say with the WOMED, I'm so excited to have these conversations of social justice and health equity and bringing on different guests that can shed light onto different social justice issues and how we as healthcare providers and healthcare workers, where is our place in these Mm -hmm. issues? And where can we make a change, not just at the bedside, in the clinic, but in life, in policy, in, you know, our day to day? And how can we use these letters behind our name for change? Because we can. And I think a lot of us want to, we just don't know how. Yeah. So I'm really excited to have these conversations that I think a lot of people want to have. And you know, on top of that, all of this that we have been talking about, it feels heavy. Shit is heavy right now. And I'm hoping... Overwhelmingly so sometimes. I'm hoping with the WOMED too that this can be a space where we do have these really, you know, deep and meaningful and impactful conversations, but that we're not overdoing the heaviness. That you can come to the WOMED and kind of feel this breath of fresh air. You can feel support. You can Solidarity. feel community. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, you know, we can make you laugh. We can, <laughs> we can bring it back a little bit. We can, you know, kind of all process together what is going on. And I hope that we can bring a sense of family and a sense that we're going to get through this shit together. And hopefully have a few laughs and a few moments of inspiration along the way. You're perfect. I'm so excited. Another change to the WOMED that, you know, if you listen to the trailer that Jackie and I feel like it's really important to do if we want the WOMED to keep evolving and, you know, reaching more people, reaching more inclusiveness was this will always be a space where women are safe, empowered, lifted up. But as women have so long been targeted in the medical community, so have different members of the LGBT populations and queer populations and creating a safe space for their voices to be heard on here too is very important to me. And I know it's very important to you as well. Definitely. You know, with the WOMED, like you just said, Empowering women, it will always be the number one mission of this Mm -hmm. podcast, but it does raise a bigger question of, well, who are we talking about here? 
mm-hmm. right? Gender and sexuality is so fluid. And mm-hmm. it is also our responsibility in healthcare to stand up and to use our voices for inclusion in the LGBTQ community and uplifting the voices of people that, you know, want to talk about gender affirming surgery and want mm-hmm. to talk about language in healthcare and our responsibility to use appropriate language to so be our more inclusive. Feel safe. So, you know, bringing in this question of as the WOMED, mm-hmm. what does that mean in terms of women and who qualifies and who identifies as a woman and maybe who doesn't identify as a woman or identifies as non-binary and how can we make this a more inclusive space for, for everyone? Mm-hmm. You know, we always say we love our men too. We love anyone we that do. identifies as a man. Feminism is not like anti-men. <laughs> but I am excited to have these conversations and to open up this space because like you said, the WOMED is evolving like like we all are, like the medical yeah. community is, like the, the world, world is. is. Yeah. And I just I have a lot of questions around the correct language to use, how to address people. I don't want anyone to feel unsafe or unseen when I take care of them. And I know that there's going to be things that that I get wrong. Like I'm not going to say it right, but like I really want to learn, you know, and I think I think there's a lot of people out there that do want to learn. And I'm really excited for the new direction and that we're going to bring. Yeah. Bring and the for woman. the listeners too, we all want to be better in our workspaces mm-hmm. as healthcare professionals and in everyday life. We all want to be better. We want to be more inclusive. So we're so, we are, I'm really excited to have some of our, some of the guests we have on this list, you guys mm-hmm. are going to be pretty freaking awesome. And we I'm are all going to learn a lot together and, you know, come out on the other side, hopefully being a little bit more empathetic and understanding. And and ready to take care of all patients. So we're really excited to bring that to you. On that note, I think it's time we introduce Whoa, No, You Didn't. Whoa, No, You Did Not. (laughs) So we've all done this, right? We've all been watching a movie, a TV show, and some sort of medical emergency happens. They play some hospital scene, and you're like, Whoa, no, you did not just do that. (laughs) That's not real. That's not what happens. And I just have to say, like, I've never watched Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Uh, Pause. Pause. Like, I've... I've, Danielle has not watched Grey's Anatomy. I've honestly prided myself on it that I have not gotten... (laughs) You guys. ...hooked on this show. I, I can't. Because... I mean, like, I've I've seen, like, an episode, maybe. Like, I could not tell you the storyline. I cannot tell you who the characters are. But I'm like, nah, 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 nah. We're not doing this. The only medical show that is mostly like working in a hospital is Scrubs. Okay? And I will stand by that. All right. We're not trying to take Scrubs away from you. <laughs> scrubs can have its place in medical TV. But can we just take a moment? And think about the fact that you have never fully watched Grey's. Now, this is a big deal, okay? The Meredith-Christina friendship is one of the most epic of all times. The fact that, do you please tell me you at least know who McDreamy is? 
I do know who McDreamy okay. is. All right. Well, well, we'll give you a little pass there. Okay. That would have been real bad, but. Yeah. And I know McSteamy was like the other one. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I've seen them post on like E! News Instagram. And like that's basically where my Grey's Anatomy knowledge comes from. So with Whoa, No, You Didn't, I believe that Danielle may have to watch 17 seasons of Grey's. Oh, seven fucking teen? 17. Like this is going to maybe also be a part-time job for you, but maybe a necessary one. 17 seasons. 17 17? years. Yeah. I mean, Grey's has been going strong. And there are a lot okay, of things we're going to need to talk about with Grace. Wait, mm-hmm. 17 seasons. Has this really been on for 17 years? I mean, I when would have to first air. We Hold may on. have to fact check this, Hold but on. I'm pretty confident that we're talking 17 seasons here. I'm looking this up right now. Yeah, she's going to look this up and I'm just going to still continue to process the fact that she's not seen Grace. If any of you else have been working in healthcare and not seen Grey's, I mean, good for I you. I want to know. Good for you. But for the rest of the 99% of us, <laughs> Grey's has, you know, I, I would imagine transformed a lot of people into wanting to go into healthcare. And this is probably something we will talk about, you know, in the first few seasons of Grey's, they don't really shed nurses in the best light. 2005. Yeah, girl. Yeah. I was a sophomore in college. Those are years I don't necessarily want to relive. Like the last 17 years have been a lot. (gasps) 17 years. Yeah, it's no joke. Grays is a, it's a lifestyle, really. No wonder people are so attached to this shit. Yeah, yeah. Like we're talking 17 years is more than half of my life. More than half of my life. Oh, my God. This is a lot, Jackie. How long is it going to take me to watch 17 years of TV? I mean, it probably depends on what happens with the pandemic. If we all have to go back inside, then it probably won't take you so long. What kind of emotional state will I be in after watching 17 years of Grey's Anatomy in a compact bubble? Yeah, I'm thinking that if you're going to do this as your co-host, I have a responsibility to watch it with you. Yeah, like I can't do this shit alone. No. no. Because I know I'm going to be like, I just need to talk through it with someone. <laughs> so, with Whoa, No, You Didn't, we will be recapping some of these ridiculous moments that we see in pop culture, on TV, in yes. movies. Hopefully, yes. you guys can, you know, check them out. Hopefully, you know the scenes we're talking about. If not, you can check them out after or DM us specific ones that you want us to like break down we're gonna score them yes we're gonna score them one of the big things that sparked this idea was i hope you all are caught up on outer banks yes and if you aren't you should probably go watch it right now but outer banks we have a deep love of john b oh john b forever i think a right healer shirt needs to say john b it's 30 to 2 john b we're gonna save the john b a uh, fangirl moment for a sec. But if you are caught up on season two, there's some pretty, pretty epically ridiculous medical scenes yeah. in Outer Banks. So that kind of sparked this idea. And we're excited to kind of recap all of these with you, laugh about them, keep things a little light and funny here, because we know you've had those moments where you're watching a show with probably someone that doesn't work in healthcare. And, and you, it goes right over their head. Yep. And you look at them and you go, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. This is not what happens. no. 
So we've got a few ideas in mind. I mean, we've got Nurse Jackie, we've got Scrubs, mm-hmm. we're going to get you caught up on Grays. But yes, oh, send us your terrible medical moments. In TV or movies, or movies, things that like really stood out to you. And we're going to rate like the accuracy of them. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be bad. It can yeah. be good. If you've ever watched a show and you're like, oh, wow. Like, they had a doctor or a nurse on set here to make sure this shit went right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for Whoa, No, You Didn't. But we also have to keep you posted on our Big D energy. Yes. The Nurse D energy. Nurse D energy. Yeah. So we're going to keep going with the Nurse D energy because, you know, it's better than Big Dick energy. I mean, come on. Women are better at most things. It's fine. You said it, <laughs> not me. So that will be continuing. So That will be continuing, but we're also going to open that up a little bit more as well to, you know, if you're struggling and you need not a shout out, but you need like a little extra love and support sent your way. This is not thoughts and prayers. This is not TNP. This is This is pep talk. This is pep talk. You need a pep talk? You need or some big D energy? You need to know that like other people are thinking about you, that you're not alone, send us a DM and we'll talk about it and we'll send you some love, some more nursey energy. Because honestly, who cannot use some nursey energy right now? I will send you a hug. I will think about you and I will squeeze myself for three seconds and send it right to you. And Jackie will do the same. Yeah. (laughs) This is going to be great. I'm very excited. I could not have asked for a better person to step into this. So on that note, Jackie, do you want to take us out? Taking us out of our first official WOMED 2.0 episode. I am pumped to be here. I am honored. I feel, I mean, privileged that you asked. And I'm excited to go on this journey with all of you. Have some journey. I know. I have nice a, little bachelor throw in you there. Guys, if you didn't think I was going to throw in a bachelor term today, you were mistaken. <laughs> yes, this journey. Well, the secret is out. Finally, Jackie Darling is your new co host of the WOMED. We're making some big moves this year, and you know what? We're just going to take y'all with us. Make sure to follow Jackie and show her some love on Instagram at Jacqueline. Darling underscore RN and at Riot Healers. As always, follow along with us at the WOMED. Send in your NDE moments and give us your ideas for medical scenes to rate. God, it's so good to be back. We'll see y'all next week. WOMED out.